The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Is it worth networking with regional boutiques? I mean, yes, you should network with them, but I think like in my mind, networking with regional boutiques is not the same as like networking with a bigger firm as in like you're still reaching out and emailing them and trying to get them to hop on a call with you. But usually it's like you're being more direct about your intention of being interested in working for them. Right. A lot of times they don't even have like a job posted. Like you don't even know if they're recruiting. And so we have that template in the template doc. But like when you reach out to these regional boutiques, you know, we teach that you should be more direct in first inquiring if they would even be open to hiring you as an intern, typically off cycle during the semester and stuff like that. And like if they're like, no, we just don't take any interns or whatever, then like there's no reason or no point for you guys to get on call. Right. But like if they are open to it, then usually they probably would be interested or would be open to getting on a call because there's not a whole lot of other people reaching out asking them to do that. Right. But with the bigger firms, like the ones that you guys are typically targeting for your junior summer, like the bulge rackets and the elite boutiques and the middle market banks, like you're not going to, I mean, it's implied that you want a job there, but you're not going to explicitly state that as the reason for why you want to have the call when you're first reaching out. Right. And instead you're just reaching out to like, learn more about the banker's career or, you know, their experience at the firm. Right. And so I think it's different in that sense. Like with the bigger firms, you're, it's more like you're trying to build that relationship when I mean, you're trying to nurture that in advance until like when the time comes, you can you know, actually make the ask or whatever. But with the smaller firms, you're almost kind of just, yes, you're networking with them, you're reaching out, you're making the ask right away. And then you're only having the conversation if it actually makes sense to do that. So that would be like the difference, right? And as a follow-up question to that, you asked, is it worth trying to objection handle via email? Basically, you're just saying like, if you reach out to them by email and then they respond and they say they don't take interns, is it worth trying to objection handle that? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason not to. First of all, understand that objection handling is going to be, you know, low probability regardless, right? The most of these terms, even if you try to object and handle like the, if, if they said no initially, the answer is still going to be no. So manage your expectations and don't go in thinking like, oh, if I objection handle, then it's going to like turn to all these opportunities. Like, no, it's not right. But it's just that as far as you're concerned, if this is a small regional boutique and they tell you no, they're pretty much dead to you anyway, right? Like you have no use for them anyway. You're never going to work there again. So what's the worst that could happen if you push a little bit harder and try to be a bit more persistent? Absolute worst case scenario, they get annoyed that you won't take no for an answer. And then what? They're going to blacklist you from their firm, which you were never going to work for again anyway. So you didn't really lose anything, right? I don't really see much downside to doing that. I guess the only downside is like, you know, look, like if the objection that you're getting most of the time, which based on what you're saying is that they only hire juniors or seniors, then you might have to think about like, well, do I care if this bridge is burned, so to speak, right? Like, is there a chance that I would want to come back as a junior or senior down the road? Chances are for you, you're probably not going to, right? Because like, if you're starting to work on this now, as a freshman, you're starting early enough, you go to a target school, your GPA is good. There's a very low chance that's where you're going to want to end up for your junior or senior year, right? Like typically that's only maybe for people who are starting a bit later and they don't have a choice because the bigger firms are all done recruiting, right? So like I would still say the chances of you caring, if they never want to talk to you again, I think like the chance of you caring is very low to none, right? So like if their response is, hey, I'm only, like, we only hire juniors or seniors, like you can just reply. I mean, be very polite about it, obviously, but like you can reply with a with an email that's, you know, something along the lines of, hey, XYZ person or hey, first name, thank you so much for getting back to me. I really appreciate it. 
totally understand what you're saying. And in fact, that's something that I hear a lot. I just want to clarify, is the reason why you only hire juniors and seniors because you guys are using this internship as a pipeline into full-time analyst positions, meaning you know you only want to hire people that are about to graduate and you're basically trying them out for full-time positions? Or is it because you just think that freshmen and sophomores aren't experienced enough to be able to actually help the team out? Because right? like those are the two possibilities. So I would like first clarify what their objection really means. Because without knowing what it really means, it's really hard to actually handle the objection. And to be honest, if the reason why they're only willing to hire juniors and seniors is because they truly just use that as the recruiting pipeline for full-time, I think that's very understandable. And in which case, like, there's honestly not much you can do about that, right? Because you have no intention of working there for full-time. I might even ask a clarifying question. And then like the next paragraph would just be like, if it's because you guys are actually just using this as a full-time recruiting pipeline, I totally understand in which case, no worries. However, if the reason is that you think freshmen or sophomores won't know enough to, or won't, won't actually bring enough to the table to actually be able to help the team out. And then you're going to have to talk about like why you're different, why you're not the clueless freshman or sophomore, right? And then you're going to have to like, maybe mention some things that you've already done in the past in terms of these are the relevant experience that you have, or these are like, I've done these internships, or I've taken, I don't know, this financial modeling course, or I'm in this club at school, or like, you're going to have to demonstrate why you're different. If you really want to go all out, I've seen people do this where they submit like a work sample. Here's a valuation model I built for a stock pitch that I did for XYZ class, or for a stock pitch I had to do for a case competition, or for the student investment management fund that I'm a part of at school, or here's a pitch book that I worked on or whatever, right? Like if you show them that, Hey, this is the quality of my work. I think that can be a lot more persuasive than just saying things or like show, don't tell. So that's how I might consider handling that objection. Right. I obviously, you know, end the email with like something just, you know, thanking them for their time and consideration. You're grateful that they're taking the time to read all the stuff that you're writing or whatever. Right. I mean, you don't say in those words exactly, but like, again, like always come from a very polite and grateful posture, I guess. And as long as you do that and you're very respectful about it, I think it's like very hard for people to get mad at you for it. If anything, they just respect the hustle, right? Respect the level of persistence. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.